Welcome to the podcast. Uh, man, uh, you know, this is not the best time in American history to be doing a show about the news. 6.6 million people uh, had new claims for unemployment this week. It's not just a record. It's double the record. Um, that record was set last week. So we doubled last week's record. And the record last week, if you remember, was, what, four or five times higher than any other previous week in American history. So... I mean, uh, as as expected, the economy is taking a massive hit um, when you decide to send everybody home. Tends to happen. We talk about that. We have Candace Owens on today. Uh, she talks about um, a potential run for office. And uh, we go into the coronavirus update, what's going on there. Um, and um, a 95-year-old World War II veteran that actually battled coronavirus and won. A kind of inspiring story. Uh, as well, and a little bit about Tiger King because, you know, we're, we're, we're getting to the point of, of a national obsession, so we had to put that in as well. Uh, make sure to listen to the uh, podcast and, and rate and review this podcast. Get five stars. That's the appropriate number of stars in case you were w- wondering about that. And search for Stu Does America and click subscribe there as well. Rate and review the podcast uh, because that's what makes it possible for other people to uh, get on board as well. And don't forget, if you want to subscribe, blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll get 30 bucks off your subscription, which is the biggest discount they've ever given. So you got some time to watch a little uh, internet TV on uh, your quarantine? This is a great time to do it. blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So here are daily COVID-19 stats from Johns Hopkins. Total confirmed cases worldwide, 950,000. We are going to hit a million tomorrow. Uh, Total deaths worldwide, only 48,000, up from 43 yesterday. So, Stu, this is the thing that I think gets everybody. They're like, why are we closing the entire economy when globally there are only 48,000 deaths? How could there be 100,000 deaths, you know, in the next two weeks in America alone when when globally it's only 48,000? Well, I mean, I think the the idea is that it's at the beginning of the increase, right? Like you, it's we set another new record yesterday for the most deaths globally of the entire crisis and of course this doesn't even include china god only knows what the actual truth is there there could be a lot more than forty-eight thousand, yeah uh, in total already but uh, just if you look at the numbers worldwide they are increasing every day and the idea is that eventually yeah. that stops uh they think it's going to stop you know in the united states somewhere around mid-april uh, or at least you know start coming back down hopefully hopefully that's uh that's that's the, as long as it can go because i mean you look at the economic numbers i don't know how much longer we can do this and still have a civilization i mean it is is obviously in collapse you're risking quite a bit here but uh that is the reason right it's forty-eight thousand globally but we did what five thousand in one day yesterday so it was i mean you're added you added on what uh, you know 10 percent in a day that continues you it gets those numbers get really big really fast so the U.S. has 215,000 confirmed cases now and 500 or sorry, 5,112 deaths. Uh, that is up a thousand uh, yesterday. That's uh, the biggest the, day of biggest, biggest of single death. day of any of death of any country in the entire time. The coronavirus has been here with, again, the exception of China. But it beats any day that Italy, uh, Italy has had or Spain has had. Um, again, we're a bigger country than that. So that's not per capita 
uh, true, but it is still incredibly tragic. COVID-19, now the third leading cause of death in the U.S. behind uh, heart disease and cancer. United States of America now leads the world in total confirmed cases, 115,000 more cases than Italy, although Italy leads the world in death with 13,000 dead there. The U.S. is 25, uh, 25th in total confirmed cases per 1 million population. So put it into perspective, we are leading the world because we are so huge. The U.S. is 23rd in confirmed deaths, uh, one per million in population, 15 dead per million uh, citizens. Um, Italy has 218 dead per one million. We have 5,000 dead, almost 9,000 recovered, and 5,000 still today in critical condition. And the number is growing. COVID-19 now killing victims who don't have COVID-19 EMTs in New York have been given directions now not to transport heart attack victims to hospitals if they cannot be revived at the scene. Prior cardiac arrest victims would have been transported to the hospital for further life-saving procedures, but the hospitals are overwhelmed now with COVID-19 patients. So if you have a heart attack today in New York, you are solely in the hands of the EMT. If they can't replace the uh, pulse or start your heart beating at the scene, they're not taking you to the hospital. They leave your body in the custody of the NYPD. China lied. People died. Now trending on social media. It's only going to get worse for China. China is, in fact, uh, tomorrow we're going to expose something that was bothering us. And we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. And we couldn't figure it out. Well, we did some homework and research, and we figured it out. And uh, we have that tomorrow for Blaze subscribers. I'll give you a little hint on that coming up in just a second. If you haven't subscribed to the Blaze, you know, get this off your place so we don't miss each other uh, over the next year. So you don't have to worry about it. We're offering our biggest discount ever. 30% off, $30 off your year's subscription, Blaze TV. It works out to be about 5 bucks a month. It is so well worth it. We'll give you all the information. We will make sure that you are ahead of everything else and your family is prepared. It is well worth the five bucks a month. Um, But you get it if you subscribe right now uh, and you do it in a year. So, you know, for a year, an annual subscription that will that will take that thing off your plate. So make sure that we are together over the next year. Get your subscription right now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. We know money is tight and, and you're holding on to it. We hope that you feel that Blaze TV is of service to you. All the things that we have done and exposed through the impeachment and through, you know, Burisma and Ukraine and everything else that we're doing and the voices that we have. We think it's well worth your money. And we would ask that you would support us and become a member at blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. Okay, so the U.S. intelligence services now have concluded uh, what the Internet has known since January. The Chinese Communist Party lied about the total infected and total deaths during coronavirus. Citing a report provided to the White House last week, officials confirmed that U.S. intelligence concludes gross underreporting of total cases and total deaths. 
Many have speculated the numbers coming out of China, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and other totalitarian countries have been dramatically underreported by as much as a factor of 10, according to MI5. Uh, early misrepresentation of data by the uh, Chinese Communist Party have led some Western politicians and epidemiologists to underestimate the seriousness of COVID-19, as they did in Italy and Spain, the UK. Um, I don't know why we believed the communists would tell us the truth this time, uh, but we're still not hearing the truth. L- let me give you a story here about there is a... Uh, Taiwan is delivering millions of masks. In fact, two million masks, hospital masks to the United States. Why would Taiwan do that? Well, let me give you an example. And this goes into our investigation that will be, will air tomorrow. Uh, this is an interview uh, with an official from the WHO. Now, if you think that people aren't covering for China, Listen to how this official uh, reacts when asked a question about Taiwan. Taiwan, the Chinese say Taiwan doesn't exist. It's China. We all know Taiwan exists. Taiwan is a separate country. They want nothing to do with China. But China is just laying claim to Taiwan. Listen to how the WHO is handling this interview with this reporter. Would the WHO consider Taiwan's membership? He just sits there, looks at the camera. Hello. We, would it, would it, I'm sorry, I can't hear. I couldn't hear your question. Okay. Yeah. Let me let, let me let me repeat the question. No, that's so. okay. Let, let's move to another one then. Right. Because because I'm I'm actually curious on talking about Taiwan as well on Taiwan's case. Okay, then he looks down and he just disconnects from this Skype interview. We decided uh, to give hello? Dr. Alward another call to follow up. And I just want to see if you can comment a bit on how Taiwan has done so far in terms of containing the, the virus. Answer. Well, we've, we've already talked about China. We've already talked about China? No, we were talking about Taiwan. This is why Taiwan is sending us masks. You'll notice the accent of the doctor? American. WHO. WHO, when you see we expose them tomorrow on why you cannot trust the WHO. Their numbers on China are all skewed. They're all wrong. And we'll explain why tomorrow. It is... This is what mainstream media should be doing. We should be looking into the numbers. We need to know we're, we're changing the entire world on faulty numbers and we're trusting the WHO. Well, when you see things like that and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They, they are just taking the hard Communist Party line. An American is playing the hard Communist line. Why? Oh, we'll show you tomorrow. Make sure you're a member. Please join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. All right. Uh, just a bit more of uh, information in our COVID-19 uh, update. Uh, we, now, we now know 50% of the viral spread comes from people with no symptoms. They're saying this is why this is so hard to uh, 
predict where it's happening because the people who have it have no symptoms to prevent the further spread top infectious disease experts in the u.s say they are reconsidering their guidance on face masks this is such a lie they've if we had plenty of face masks they would have told us to wear face masks the whole time the face masks have always worked they what they magically work in the hospital and they don't work on you that's ridiculous they didn't trust the american people to do the right thing and make sure that there were enough masks for the hospitals you know that's that's the mere fact i trust the american people to figure it out and you've already seen what the American people are doing. They'll, they'll have face masks and they're just turning them into their hospital because they're at home. They don't need them. But if we're going to turn this uh, country back on, we need face masks and we need people to make face masks. They're saying now to make your own at home. Well, there's no proof that any of that will work, uh, but it's better than nothing. And uh, if we're going to open the country up, we are going to all have to wear face masks. Then there's then there's this one last story that I want to share with you. A locomotive engineer in Los Angeles has been charged with one count of train wrecking class A felony under federal law. He, he is the engineer of this and he backed the train up. He was he was there at the port in Los Angeles and he saw the the uh, USS Mercy coming in, the naval ship, the, the hospital ship. And he said, it's suspicious. They're not, that ship is not what they say it is. That's not there to help heal people. Now, he didn't say what it was doing. He just said, it's, it's not what they, this is, a, this is a plan. And he said, I, I only had a chance once. The whole world is watching, and I had to. People don't know what's going on here, but now they will. Well, I don't know what's going on here other than you tried to ram your train into the ship. Uh, and he got close. He got close. Uh, he saw, I think it was on CNN, they said. And he got close. No one on the ship was hurt. Uh, he, he, the train finally stopped. 250 yards away <laughs> from the ship. Okay. That's not close. I no. wasn't thinking anyone on the ship was hurt when he was 250 yards away. I'm very concerned about why a train engineer would not understand he was going to come up short right. on this one. You, you probably should yeah. not be. <laughs> just, even, you know, I, well, the good news is it only goes backward and forward. So that's true. He doesn't have a lot of options. <laughs> you know, I, I do think, I go back? Is that backward? forward <laughs> there is something really important to understand too if you uh, happen to be contemplating derailing a train into a ship number one you need to make sure you can get a little closer than 250 yards but number two yeah. when you're interviewed you can't give the quotes that this guy gave because he keeps saying stuff like you know what i only had this one chance and i people had to know and now they do know what i don't know what I, you didn't tell me what <laughs> I know, it was I know. I, you I have know. to be specific and i'm really curious i, I really want to know he he thinks what he thought was on that ship was yeah. it aliens is are we giving people COVID? i really want to know what this guy was thinking legitimately and how yeah. a guy who 
legitimately i want to know yeah i i, I went, and, on, I went I, on the internet last night to try to track down what like what conspiracy theory he was kind of pointing to because it definitely seems like yeah. he's in some you know down a deep on a rabbit hole but like no like he's so deep in it that he he thinks everybody else knows about it or at least everyone's going to know what he's talking about it's like well no i, I couldn't mm. even find the conspiracy theory i would love to if anyone knows what it is or can explain to us what it is <laughs> i'd love to hear her i'd love uh, to i would her. really like to know i'm just i just because i'm just yeah. fa- i'm fascinated by this the idea that you derail a train and come up 250 yards short of your target to prove a point that you don't express yeah. is just not a good this plan. is a bigger this is a much more important story for people to follow over you know governor cuomo's nipple rings whether he has them or not i don't even want to think about that no i don't want anybody to tell me if he has them or not i don't want to can we stop thinking about his nipples this is a much more important. If you're going to do a nonsensical story, this one we definitely need to know. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. So there's a there was a tweet uh, sent out by the governor of Connecticut, Ned Lamont. He said it's with heartbreaking sadness today that we can confirm the first pediatric fatality in Connecticut linked to COVID-19. A six week old newborn from the Hartford area was brought in unresponsive to a hospital last week and could not be revived. Testing confirmed last night that the newborn was COVID-19 positive. Absolutely heartbreaking. We believe this is one of the youngest lives lost anywhere due to complications relating to COVID-19. This virus that attacks our most fragile without mercy also stresses the importance of staying home and limiting exposure to people. Your lives and the lives of others literally could be saved. Blah, 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 blah. Well, Candace Owen did not like this. Candace wrote, linked to COVID-19? What the hell does that even mean? Did the newborn have pre-existing conditions? Yes or no. Did the infant die of coronavirus? Yes or no. Stop with the political doublespeak. Scaring mothers of newborns with partial information is scum behavior. Complicated by, linked to. Has anyone realized that all of these death announcements provide partial information? If you're going to start using the death of infants to scare people into what doing what you want, you better start providing full information. Well, that's created a firestorm, and Candace Owens joins us now to talk about it. Hello, Candace. Glenn, when am I ever not causing a firestorm? I don't know. I don't know. You are a human flame. Torch on is what you should say every day when you get out of bed. Uh, so, so what is the, first of all, tell me about your sisters. Cause I think this is important for people to know because you are uh, very passionate on this because of your sisters. Yeah. So I first, everyone um, who doesn't know, I just want to say I grew up in Connecticut. So I am, am uh, Connecticut raised. And so incidentally, mm. all of my family lives in Connecticut and by chance, both of my sisters at the start of this coronavirus outbreak were nine months pregnant when these lockdowns went Holy into place. Cow. 
first time pregnant too. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the angst that goes into this. Oh yeah. So just so people yes. understand what people that are pregnant right now are going through. Um, there are some hospitals that are not allowing their spouses to be in the room when they give birth. My sisters were mm-hmm. allowed no visitors outside of their husbands. So there's just, you know, they both have babies that are under three weeks old. Um, and they gave birth in Stanford, Connecticut, uh, for one of my sisters. And that is where the hotbed is, all the spread is, where they're saying that it's the, the most dangerous place to be. That's where I grew up. Um, so when I saw this tweet go out, I'm, I was absolutely infuriated because I've been noticing that trend of linked to, complicated by, complications associated with COVID, coronavirus or COVID-19. And that tells a mother or a person nothing. A person could have stage four cancer, okay, and die of a cold, right? But you would no one would ever introduce the information of this person died um, complicated by, you know, of something complicated by a cold. You would say this person had stage four cancer. This person, you know, was HIV positive. You would just give more information because it provides context, mm-hmm. which tethers people to Correct. reality. What he did was so irresponsible, and he did that intentionally. There is no question about that. So now why is it, why is it irresponsible, uh, Candace? He's trying to get people to pay attention to it. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. Don't think I actually yeah, believe as this. as if, right? He's, trying, yeah, right? He's trying to get people to pay attention to it as if, okay? If, if this person was genuinely trying to be responsible and was concerned um, about, about pregnant women and to-be mothers, he would have provided every single detail, right? He would have said, you know, this person, uh, you know, this baby was brought on responsive. Maybe the baby was born with some, you know, major underlying illness. Maybe the baby died of SIDS, you know, and, and because they are now allowing people to be tested post-mortem, every person must be tested to see if they have the virus in their system. They're only reporting if the person tested positive. You know, and this poor infant, this poor family, this poor child is going through enough trauma than to have what they have gone through be used. Because the the governor of Connecticut, just like the governor of New York, just like the governor of Illinois, is trying to extract wealth from the federal government. And the more deaths and COVID-19 cases they have, the more they can knock on Donald Trump's door and say, we need more billions. Do you think it's ironic that all of these states happen to be facing um, a, a, a crisis, a budget crisis? You know, uh, uh, Chicago, I mean, Illinois, facing bankruptcy. Connecticut, bank, facing bankruptcy. Andrew Cuomo in New York, facing a Medicaid collapse, right? He had until April 1st to, set, to sort all of this budget stuff out because he's given out too much free stuff. And lo and behold, they are given a gift in the form of coronavirus, which is a real virus. Okay, there's no question it's a real virus. What we are questioning is whether or not they are drumming up the narrative by falsely associating every single death to coronavirus so that they can extract more wealth from the Fed. So you see an example of this um, with the uh, CBS News talent executive uh, and news producer uh, that they said died of COVID-19 Sunday. This according to CBS News. Um, but she didn't really die of COVID-19. Yes, that was the thing that eventually took her, but she has been battling cancer and, quote, related illnesses for 20 years um, and was in a weakened condition. These are the people that we, we knew in advance would be the, the most likely to die because if they can, I have a friend who's on, who's on uh, medication right now to save his eyes. He's, he's going blind. 
Well, it's it's the medication he's taking is they usually give to people who have an organ transplant and uh, it completely suppresses your immune system. And I know this guy's he's like my brother. I mean, we grew up together. I know and he knows if he catches this, he's going to die. But it's not because coronavirus is so deadly. It's because he has no immune system because of the other thing that he has going on. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. And, and people need to really look into the fine print here because they've changed it. They changed the medical standard. Never before when people die of various illnesses, do they test them for one specific virus, right? If you're, uh, for, as an example, if, you have, if you're HIV positive and that transforms into AIDS, everybody that dies of AIDS, we know dies actually of something like a cold, right? But we are right, not told right. that, you know, a cold is so dangerous that this person died. We're not told that because that's completely unreasonable. Of course, a person with a regular immune system can fight off a, re- a common cold. Of course, a person that is suffering from full-blown AIDS is, 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 is compromised. They cannot fight off a cold because of their immune system suppression. So how are they conflating these things? And why are they conflating these things, Glenn? That's the most important question. Why? And I am telling you, it is a financial incentive, okay? The Democrats have never seen a crisis that they didn't think that they could extract money from. And all of them have mismanaged their states. To me, I draw a thick line in the sand when you start coming after vulnerable moms who have so much to be fearful of, especially knowing you may not be able to have your spouse in the room when you give birth for the first time. And now you're sending them home with their babies with an idea that these babies are dropping dead of coronavirus. That is absolute sick. That's absolutely sick. It's scum behavior. I think Ned Lamont is a scumbag. And I stand by that assessment. I'd say it to his face if he was in my living room today. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Hello, America, and welcome to Thursday. Bill Kelly is a 95-year-old World War II veteran from Oregon. He lived through the Great Depression. Uh, He was in Guadalcanal. Uh, and now he has just fought the coronavirus and survived. He is on the phone with us now from Oregon, along with his grandson. Uh, it's Isaac, is it not? Yeah, good to be here. Uh, hey, good to, good to talk to you, Isaac. Bill, how are you? I'm just feeling fine, Glenn. Thanks, thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah. So, Happy so tell me, uh, tell me, uh, tell me what the ordeal was like. Uh, very simply, why uh, I just um, uh, was feeling a little bit low, kind of uh, not very hungry and couldn't sleep very well, just un- uneasy. And uh, the, the ladies here, they checked me out and I had a fever. So uh, they sent me to the hospital and then through numerous, numerous tests that apparently determined that I had the virus. And then uh, all heck broke loose. I went home isolated. Uh, you know, so uh, I went past the uh, germ around, and uh, that was the biggest, the toughest is uh, uh, Glenn had to uh, get cabin fever in a hurry. Fortunately, I yeah. got two <laughs> great-grandsons. One is five years old, the other is just a wee one, 11 months. 
but I could hear him. I had to stay in my room, but I could hear him in the background laughing and talking. So that made it a lot easier. And uh, yeah. I can't. Oh, oh. Sorry. I'm assuming that. that's not one of your grandsons, but. No, I no. Brother, your watch going. Anyway, yeah. uh, just to cut that short there, Alexander. Uh, so yeah, it was it, it was difficult cabin fever and this sort of thing, but I was well yeah. taken care of, and I did what I was told, and that's difficult for me. Uh, and uh, we worked it on through, and uh, I just uh, wanted to tell the people that it it was uh, wasn't pleasant, but on the other hand, uh, you know, if you do what you're supposed to do, and uh, you know, you have some loved ones around you, and do a lot of praying, well, you'll come through it okay. And we've been through that. We've been through Pearl Harbor. We've been through the Big Depression, and who knows what else. And we're tough. We get through it, hang in there, and that's about the size of it, really. So, Bill, you you remember the Great Depression? Can you tell me what that was oh. like? Well, I was just a kid then. See, I was born in 1925, and I remember in the early 30s uh, what was going on. I remember uh, Dad. Uh, this will get you, Glenn. It's, it's a fact that he uh, was, uh, was out of work, and uh, they do most anything to get to support their families, you know, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And Dad would right. answer some, uh, he'd answer some uh, ads, you know. And I remember one time they somebody wanted, the company wanted a shoe salesman. And so Dad was getting ready to go to interview, and he didn't have any razor blades, so he actually took a pane of glass. Of where he got it, I don't know. And he's tried to shave with that to look decent at oh his gosh. interview. <laughs> I never, I never found out. You know, I thought the guy wanted that. What's Dad doing? Uh, but I never knew whether he got the job or not. But people were able, were willing to do anything to support their family. And they would just, uh, you know, we all hung together in, and we worked through it. And uh, we had we had fun as kids too. Did a lot of rabbit hunting back in the Midwest, you know, for food. Yeah. Uh, squirrel hunting, fishing. You know, we lived off the land, a big garden, and uh, we just worked through it, Glenn. You know, Bill, it's it's amazing because I think most Americans don't know. I mean, we you know, they're saying that we may had 30 percent unemployment by June 1st. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's that's beyond what the Great Depression was. Hopefully we can turn it around quicker than the Great Depression. But <clears throat> uh, people don't people don't have any idea what it's like. Uh, I remember my grandparents, they lived through it and they were still a little spooked by it. They my grandfather used to always say to me, you don't know what it was like. Uh, don't waste anything. Don't waste anything. You don't know what when that could happen again. So true, so true. That uh, you know, it's just uh, like with the garden. We all worked in the big garden we had there, and uh, you know, and had lots of uh, lots of help to help our neighbors too that didn't have that. We worked together on that, and the camaraderie yeah. was really great. And it's it's to exist. You know, it's just it's born in our American blood. We're that type of people that uh, we take care of each other, and we are a, a unit that. Uh, they're not going to break down. We're going to make it through every time, every so, time. So, Bill, we're there. There's people that don't think that we are those people anymore. That it's the greatest generation, your generation. They did it, and now, uh, you know, we're not the same people. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah. Or is this just... No, I don't. And the reason I, I say that is that because I remember when I was a young kid, you know, and the people, the older people say, all oh, those young kids are soft, they're this, they're that, they smoke, they whatever, whatever, whatever. But when we were attacked at Pearl Harbor, sneak attack, you know, it's surprising how these so-called goofy kids turn into mighty fine fighting people, and they're very yeah. loyal. <clears throat> and uh, I have lots of faith in them. <clears throat> so, uh, no. There's lots of great guys, and we only hear stories about some of the ones that are new Nicks. But uh, you, uh, no, I don't have any problem with the new generation. They'll they'll take care of us. They'll take care of us. We're American. Bill, uh, how old were you when Pearl Harbor happened? Well, I was. They uh, said that we had just family had just moved to uh, San Francisco from Aurora, Illinois. Daddy had a job in the shipyard, and then uh, the, the Sunday, December seventh, why the attack, seventh uh, attack, Pearl Harbor, while the all the big battleships were lined up in a row in their stalls and having uh, you know uh, services. Uh, Sunday services, this sort of thing. How old were you? Oh, I was, oh, excuse me. Uh, I was seven, uh, 16. And, uh, 16. And so it, it, the news probably broke at about what time were you at service? Uh, when that, when that news broke? So I think it happened like at eight o'clock in the morning. So did you know before yeah. you went to church in the morning? As, as I recall, we had the we had the radio on, and uh, yeah. just before we were going to mass, we just walked up the uh, up the Mission Street to the church, and uh, then they, they came and broke on and said that the, that the Japanese had attacked Pearl Harbor, and then everything broke loose. So I don't even remember if we went to church that morning. I can't remember that much, then. but mm. uh, everybody was everything was was pretty much chaos upside then. down. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Bill, it is it is it is great to talk to you. Really great to talk to you. Thank you for all the things that you've done in your life and raising a great family. I mean, just reading about your family and how they took care of you uh, and, uh, you know, your attitude through it. I just think it's fantastic. And uh, thank you for sharing your story with us. That's true. And just one thing else I want to say is that people who are concerned about this virus we're having, do what you're supposed to do. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy, and you'll get through it just fine. We've done it before. We can do it again. Yeah. God bless you. What is that, Thank uh, you so much. And I remember quickly what uh, President uh, Roosevelt said. The only thing to fear is fear itself, and that's fact. Mm. So we'll go yeah. that route. Thank you so much, Bill. God bless you. Isaac, thank you for being on with us. God bless.